Please be seated. This morning we continue our series on the seven signs in the Gospel of John with the third sign, the healing at the pool of Bethesda. And it is our distinct privilege um, and blessing to have Archdeacon Father Mark Mukan from the Diocese of Joss as our guest preacher. Mark has been with us since returning from New Wineskins with uh, Pat and Mary Prince, who graciously brought him back uh, to be with us. And we've spent a week of great joy and fun, and so it is with great privilege to uh, welcome Mark and to invite him into the pulpit. And Mark, may I pray for you before we begin? Thank you. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the anointing that you so powerfully have placed upon Mark to share the good news of your son, Jesus. Open the words of God, Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Mark this day, that we might hear you and we might see you, and that your touch of healing might be upon us. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. This is more like home. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we're not celebrating Father Craig, we're celebrating the Lord Jesus, that we're alive at all, the living will praise the Lord. Let's clap hands for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the devil know that children of the Most High are here. Let's clap those hands. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You know, when we celebrate him, we're telling the devil that it doesn't matter what I'm passing through, I know the Lord is here. If the devil has his ways, by now we would have been dead. Am I talking to somebody here? Are we together? Please just feel free and know that the Lord is with us. Amen. Amen. Great joy being home again. I'm back. It's just like yesterday I returned to, back to Nigeria and today I'm back here. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one year, I was here last year, and God in his, Father Craig, can I, can I just come down a little, just a little, I will come down and then I will go up, <laughs> amen, you know when you're at home you just feel relaxed, and you feel so much at home, when we got to Larry's and uh, Catherine's house, I just said this is another home, <laughs> Another home. When I rode with um, Mary and Pat, I, I, it's, you know, the glory of the Lord dwelled therein. And then we went for cruising with um, Steve and Paula. <laughs> and I saw Paula. She said, Mark, don't worry. Making sure that <laughs> this child of the Most High finds comfort even in her pain. I said, Paul, can I help? She said, no, Mark. But I knew what she was passing through. But he says to the least of those ones, and I said, all the sacrifices of your servants, O Lord in heaven, who can ever pay in this part of the world? It doesn't matter the pigment, whether black or white, 
together in him we are one. And walking in here today and seeing my brothers and sisters in their Nigerian attire, I looked at the barn here and I said, when you're coming, this coming um, is sometimes in November, we need to sow something for this one so that sometimes, even though we will not be here, one Sunday you just wear them and it brings the presence of the black of, Af of Africa right here. Am I talking to people here? So it doesn't matter whether we're here or not. Turning around and seeing them in local batik of Nigeria, I just said, Nigeria is already here. Another continent is here. And how joyful it will be someday when we return home, for America is not home. I'm talking to somebody here. Someone who thought that we are already home being in, uh, in America, we're not home yet. Someone thinking that we're home in Nigeria, we're not home yet. We're returning home. Am I talking to people here? Please listen. Are we together? Just flow. Just flow. Amen. Can you touch your neighbor to the left and to the right and say, just flow? Amen. You know, one time, sometimes when, you, when you're with someone and you sit some, near someone whose hand is anointed for healing, you must have been too used to <laughs> that person that he's seated beside you and his hands is anointed for healing and you do not know. When I say touch from the old... <laughs> from here he touches you and miracles happen don't get too familiar when we come before God am I talking to somebody here and sometimes when you come over to the church majority we are so much familiar with the system and we can tell when father Craig comes here or um, Kendall comes or when my brother comes, or my sisters will walk over don't get too familiar for any time we gather in his name miracles happen and as we're gathering here, I looked at my brothers and my sisters at the back, and I said, oh, Lord in heaven, when we gather, maybe some have not had an encounter. Maybe some have not had him. Maybe some do not know him. Yet he's closer to them. Maybe for many, the veil has not been removed yet. Yet you have come to him. Just as the man at the pool of Bethsaida. He was familiar with the system. One year, two years, two years, three years, four years, ten years. Fifteen years. Not fifteen days. Not fifteen months. Fifteen years. 20 years and one year is not one day 365 so at least he's gotten familiar with the system as someone is familiar with the system here 25 years 30 years 35 years and 38 years he came when he was young. Now he's becoming gray. Yet he never gave up. And consistently he comes and he stays at the pool. He was not out of the pool. 
Yet he stays around there even though healing has not taken place. Many will come and many are here and many left. Some came same day and they left. The day they arrived, there was the stirring of the water. And the man who came that same day fall into the waterfront. And regardless of the pain, regardless of what the name of the sickness is, that man was healed. It doesn't matter what it was. He came first day and he was healed. Some were prayed for, and that same day they left, and miracles took place. Some on their way, and healing took place, and they realized they were leprous, but now they were healed. One returned to say thank you. And for many, they slept and woke up and discovered that pain is gone. It doesn't matter how long you have been in this system. Once you are before him, God dictates it. And I've come to realize that God himself brings healing to humanity in diverse ways. Jesus demonstrated so well. For some, they point him to the sick. Please come and help heal my sick. And he goes and heals them. For others, as he passed by, he had someone crying for help, and he turned, and it was blind Bartimaeus, and he healed him. For some, one woman, 12, 12 years of bleeding, she said, if only but I can touch the hem of his garment, and she wingled her way, and as she touched him, she was made whole. What the doctors cannot heal, what no man could heal, when it comes in contact with our God, nothing is impossible with him. And this morning we have come to him that nothing is impossible. I see caught across this church this morning, many perhaps who have not had an encounter with him, but yet have not left this church. Consistently they are here, and consistently they can tell what transpired the next, the next moment. They can predict what will happen here, and they have been getting it correctly. But when it comes to Jesus, no one can predict it. For some of us, we can move one inch to find him, but the Lord himself, Locate some of us as he's going to do this morning. And I pray that I ask, oh, that Lord Jesus, every sick person that comes in here, every person that has been chained down by the devil, everyone that has been blinded by the enemy, it doesn't matter what name of the sickness could be, if they come around the four corners of this place, oh Lord in heaven, let no one move out of this place by himself without having a touch of him. And I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit hovers over this place to heal and to deliver.
that when we are going out, someone will have an instant miracle. Someone will return back and say, Father Craig, I have a testimony to share. And I'm praying that when we go before next Sunday, when we come on the 13th, someone will hold a mighty testimony. During Holy Communion here, there will be praying going on here. The same power will connect in the place of healing. Can I hear an amen? amen. My dear brothers and sisters, sin cracks every, every person and gives the devil a room. And we know the Bible says, John 10.10, 10, the thief, Satan, has come to steal your joy. I'm talking to somebody here. Satan has come to destroy what God has put in place. Satan has come not only to, to steal, but to kill. Am I talking to somebody here? But the fact that you're alive, Jesus said, I have come that you will have life and have it in abundance. Many are passing through the same pain you're passing through, but today they are in history. For you, the Lord wants to make you a testimony in our generation. Many passed through the same operation table. They never came out. Some went through delivery. The mother died. The baby never saw the light of the sunrise. But this morning, I have good news for you. Hallelujah. Good news for everyone seated here. The Bible says, indeed, sin can cause a man to be sick. They broke the roof of a wall and lower a sick man before the Lord Jesus. <laughs> the fear of his brothers. And maybe we're seated here and someone is standing in proxy for someone out there. Your faith, the Lord will watch. Your faith, the Lord will lift. And your Lord, the Lord himself will reach out to that person wherever they are, whether in the hospital or at home. As we connect our feet in the place of prayer before I round up, I want to assure you that God will reach out to them because distance is not a barrier when it comes to our God. They lowered him down. And before the Almighty, just as that water is being stirred, every sick man that comes in contact with Jesus, that man automatically is healed. It doesn't matter whether you have HIV. It doesn't matter whether you have cancer. It doesn't matter whether you have leukemia. It doesn't matter whether it's blindness, whether you're crippled. Once you come in contact with him, nothing is impossible. He turned around and looked at this man. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And everybody thought the man who has been paralyzed and was Lord, Jesus will say, arise and work. But the Lord said, which one is what more better? If I call... Everyone who is sick and they line up here and I stretch my hand and they fall under the anointing and they are physically healed and walk out of this place, we shall celebrate. And I know CNN will be here. But you wake up 
under the anointing hill, but you are destined for hell. Which one is better? Someone will be healed physically, but he does not know him, and sin dwells in him. I repeat, Jesus said, your, son, your sins are forgiven, and he will not leave him like that. This morning, he said sin forgiven, and then physical healing takes place. When the Lord is sending you out of this place, he's sending a total man out of this place. And I pray someone here will receive spiritual forgiveness for sin, and then healing physically. Can I hear an amen? But as I try to push to round up, as I can sense from Father Craig here, there are two sides to it. Some are sick, and the Lord will turn around and he will say, your sickness is to glorify me. I'm talking about someone here. You've been prayed for severally. You have attended so many crusades and healing services. Hands have been laid upon you, but God said, I will be glorified in your pain. And when you find yourself in such pain, always remember that because the Lord inflicted for his glory, his grace will always see you through. I'm talking to someone who is almost giving up hope. Listen carefully. When the Lord touches a man, and he called because we're like pencils in his hands, and because you are his son, and because you're his daughter, he said, whose sin? Is it this man that is blind? Is it his parents or his grandparents? And the Lord said, no, this one is for the glory of God. So in his pain, God is being glorified. Anna's womb was shut. She was set to be barren. But Samuel came forth. Sarah, 90 years, but yet she's, supposed to, she's supposedly the mother of nations. Rebecca, for 20 years, she had no issue. In pain, her husband prayed, and God heard. And we have Jacob and Esau. What is your pain? What is the cause of your pain? Sometimes you wonder whether you've done it all, you've checked all around, and you discover that nothing is forthcoming. I want to tell you that God will be glorified even in your pain. And let me conclude in that section by saying that even Lazarus, he was with sores all surrounding him. But he woke up and discovered after death that pain is gone. That is why I said we're not at home yet. America is not home. Nigeria is not home. We will appear before him in Revelation where we read it says, there shall be no more pain any longer. No more tears. The glory of the Lord will shine there. Nothing impure will get in there. He will wipe away our tears.
appears and we shall see him face to face. Sometimes you cannot be able to handle it. You've done everything and stood before the Lord and you are still holding on. Hold on, don't give up. You're about to give up and the doctors have, and you know, I keep saying the doctors have names for everything but they cannot heal everything. Am I talking the real the reality to people here? They have names for your sickness, but they can heal all. But we have come to him who can heal all. I will conclude by saying something here. It says that there was a man who stays and lives by the tomb. By the gravesite over there, no living lives there. But this man was living amongst the dead. He was someone's father, he was someone's husband, he was someone's son, and he lay there naked, and he will use the tombstone to tear himself. They try to chain him, but no matter how much you chain him, he pulls up and he breaks it up. He has demons that possess him. He was helpless. I'm talking to somebody here. You've done everything to be saved and to be healed and you couldn't help yourself. No man could help and tempt this man. Jesus said to his disciple, let us go over to the other side. And they cross over to the other side. And this man came down and he said, you, have you come to destroy us? Jesus said, what is your name? Said Legion. The devil is wicked. And I rebuke Satan on behalf of everyone in this church this morning. Because he has come for destruction. And once the devil has a crack. Because of sin. It's amazing what the devil will do. But greater joy is to know that. The devil has no grip over my life. My life is in the hands of the Lord. If Satan has his ways, someone here would have been dead. But the fact that you're alive, it proves that there's something that makes you necessary for living. In this church, in America, and for the whole world, because there are no two of you under the surface of the earth. Once you're gone, destiny is cut short. And the Graveside is full of many with unrealized dreams. You're here seated, you must live to fulfill your purpose. It doesn't matter how long you have stayed. Maybe for too much, you have been in your own condition for too long. But the good news this morning is that the Lord turned around and he casted the demon out and he said, you're now free and he clothed him. The man wanted to follow Jesus, but the Lord said, to him go back and share your testimony and I want to say to everyone here as the Lord heals you your testimonies will draw many to the Lord I'm talking to somebody here who is at the verge of moving out of this place with a testimony hallelujah hallelujah are you sleeping already hallelujah, hallelujah. can I hear an amen Please, can you touch your neighbor to the left and to the right? Father Craig, I won't stay long. Please, 
Touch your neighbor to the left and to the right and tell them, are you awake? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But now listen carefully. I'm going back to the pulpit because I assured Father Craig that I'm going to return here. The Lord said, go back and share your testimony and the Lord returned. Some of us, the Lord has to come to locate you. I'm talking about someone seated here this morning. Some of us, he has to come by himself. If not, you will not believe. For someone seated here, even this morning, I see the Lord walking into that porch. Seated here are people that are full of pain. Men and women. You could dress in your cassock like this and wear your collar the way I'm wearing and look good and have the best cologne. I'm talking about someone. But in the inside, it's bleeding. Mommy and daddy will sleep on the same bed. When daddy turned his face to the wall and tears is rolling out, mama will not know, but the Lord knows it all. In your regalia, in whatever your appearance, you have the best haircut, you have the best cologne, and you sit down and you, you smell well, but in the inside there's pain. At the pool of Bathsheba, the lame, the crippled, some can see, some can work. Maybe the name of your sickness is never heard by anybody. You only heard it from the name of your doctor, from the mouth of your doctor. Maybe seated here, someone has pointed a finger over you, and they're waiting for the day you will die and they will bury you. For everyone that is living, I want to tell you that it's not over until it's all over. No devil can pin your life down. No power of hell can pin you down. Once the Lord set a man free, he's free indeed. Your past years of pain can be wiped within a second when only but you believe. The Lord himself has given every man a measure of faith. Everyone seated here. You can borrow Father Craig's faith because he has given you according. He said, if only but you have a faith, just as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, leave. You don't need nobody. The fact that you have come at all. It says in that particular pool, beds of the same faith are flocked together. When they come into church, they know where they sit, and they sit together on the same pew because their stories are the same. Oftentimes, when I do a little teaching, I will tell my congregational members, I select their phones at random, and then I place them, and I said, everybody, open your videos. When they open their videos, you can censor and tell where everybody is. Your contacts and the person you talk with, much more. Is in your porch. You can 
be down and walk as a blind man with the blind and expect to see. I hope I'm communicating to somebody here. Beside the pool of Bethesda was a sheep gate. I'm talking to somebody here. You're seated here and you know that you don't belong to where you are. The dream of who you intend to be, you belonging to be, has not left you even though you're incapacitated. It's still in there. I used to think that I used to, I would have been a nurse. Someone would say, when you see someone sick, you're the first to get there. It's still inside you. It's not over yet. Wake up at the pool of Bachaisa. It's the sheep gate. Men come to buy and sell. Commerce is going on. Life was going on outside there. But just beside the pool, it's a, just beside the sheep gate, it's a pool full of people that are down. I'm rounding up. I don't know. No one in your system can help you. You knew you have been with your colleagues and friends that you speak together the same language. None has helped you, but yet you have not refused to come into the church. The Lord himself has come in this morning. And all I see is the Lord walking around every corner and every pew. Your aspiration and desires. Someone said your vision, as far as you can see it, it proves it exists, you can get there. The bigger picture the Lord will reveal to you, but how to get there is to walk in his steps. When your focus is on him, you will never sink. When Peter's focus was on Jesus, he was not sinking. When he looked how boisterous it was to the side, he started sinking. This morning, as we look up to him, as we come to this holy communion table, do not let your faith be shaken. It doesn't matter how you have walked in here because I'm going to pray for the sick from the podium here. The Lord located him in his corner. And when the Lord looked at him, he was wearing the best suit. He was wearing the best cologne. He smelled well. But beside him, he has put his bed he has his radio beside him hung. Even if he close his eyes, he can locate where his bed is. You know, you get familiar with the system. That in your house, you can close your eyes and still walk and get into the bathroom and come out. Even when you're sleepy from the bed. Am I talking to people? And the Lord turn around as I'm turning around and looking at everyone here right now. And he said, you're too comfortable. Do you truly want to be here? And I hear that question. Living amongst the sick and the weak as you are consistently with them, do you truly want to leave that place where you are? Finally, he said, my, 
mama left my daddy when I was a kid. Mommy and daddy were separated. I had no one to pay my fees. My pastor did this. That is why I'm here. And the Lord said, shut up. I'm talking to the living. Don't shift no blame. I have come to deliver you. Shut up. Do you want to be healed? Take a step of faith this morning. Take a step of faith. And he said, pick your father. And all I hear this morning is, pick up your mat and leave. He does not know him. Yet he has been at the colony. He has been. But blessed be the Lord that you have come today. There is no guarantee that everyone seated here by this time next year you will be alive. We will all be alive. Maybe on return to Africa, I think I should be, probably I will be on my way back home. Maybe before I return here, the next time maybe someone has been far gone. And the Lord turned around and blocked him and he said, Now that you have been healed because I'm going to be praying right now. And I believe miracle will happen. Once you're healed, he said you have been incapacitated because your heart has, even though you're tied down, but your heart has been on that girl out there, on that woman out there. Your heart has been in the siphoning of money that you have been doing that far even though perhaps incapacitated. And he said, now that you have been healed, see to it that you do not sin. If there's no sin, you seal your miracle. I hope I'm talking to somebody here. Did you hear what I said? If there's no sin, you have sealed your miracle and the enemy will not have a foothold. And he said, see to it that you do not sin or something worse will happen to you. So in your condition, there is a worse situation that you have not seen yet. But as we come before him, even as we confess our sins, may the Lord forgive us all our sins. Please, wherever you are, can you hold your hands, hold the hand of your neighbor, even as I pray right now. Warmly hold somebody beside you. It doesn't matter whether you come together with that person. I want to tell you that the Lord is the one that is locating some of us who cannot be able to really move. You're looking at the sheep gate. You're looking at your miracle out there. No one has taken it. Pray for the person you're holding because there's power in your tongue. When you pray, the Lord hears. As you pray for that person, ask that the hand that you're holding will leave. That hand will survive. That hand will be sustained by God himself. Ask that that hand will be sanctified. That hand must have given up hope. That hand you're holding, maybe is at the verge of committing suicide. 
Maybe that hand that you're living is at the verge, you're holding, is at the verge of doing something terrible. You're telling that person you're not alone. The Lord is with you. And in the quietness of this moment, Father Lord in heaven, all heads bow and all eyes close. Oh, Heavenly Father, let the scripture be made fulfilled. Someone's faith have failed him. But we stand as your children in this household of faith. Oh Lord, maybe someone lying down out there, we agree as a family. That that person will live to fulfill their purpose. That person we're holding. Lord, we pray that you heal in the mind and in the body. Someone trusting you for a miracle this morning. Someone has walked in here with an expectation. It says that the expectation of the righteous shall be granted. Here on this ground is like Mount Zion where there shall be deliverance. And I pray for everyone here seated. And I say, Satan, lose your grip over everyone seated here. Father, set everyone free here. Holy Spirit divine, move over this particular crowd of humanity and touch everyone to set us free. Move, Holy Spirit. Oh God, touch the sick from amongst us and heal them. Touch those whom the devil has chained and set them free. We rebuke Satan appertaining everyone in this household. We declare the gate of this church to be open. That God, you will draw all men to yourself. Miracles, testimonies shall not cease from this household. We declare wholeness over everyone here. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can we clap those hands for the Lord Jesus? Is somebody blessed this morning? If you're truly blessed, can you wave your hand where you are? If you're truly blessed. Hallelujah. Father, connect those hands. Can you wave them up? Wave those hands up. Can you wave them up? Father, connect those hands that, Father, they will not be put to shame. These hands lifted up. Shame is removed. Disgrace is removed. Reproach is removed. Father, Lord, we're lifting our hands Saying that, God, we can't do it of our own. We surrender before you. Connect these hands to your blessings in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, greetings from my bishop, Mama Gloria. They're within the country, and they're sharing ministry. And I know that our church in the Diocese of Joes are praying for us right now. My beautiful wife, I pray someday you'll get to meet her. She's the most beautiful African women, you will get to meet someday, and she sends greetings, and this time they are also praying for us. Joe's Diocese has, is, is home for every one of you. Your support to my family, your support to our ministry, your support to the Diocese of Joe's, no word can be able to really quantify, no one can be able to say thank you. But the Lord God to whom you have done this for. Hebrews 6.10 says to the, to, to the saints and you continue to bless them. May the Lord remember you at the point of your needs. 
and may the Lord replenish your blessings also in the name of Jesus. But we appreciate the warmness of love. This is a replica of heaven where someday we will be together and never to part again. Father Craig, Mama Nancy, um, you left for two days and you came back and your storeroom was totally empty. I finished all the food in their storeroom. I said yesterday we had to go to the market with Father Craig to look for all the food. And when we returned, Mama Kach, um, Nancy <laughs> had to return back to the market again to make other purchases because the food finished. Please, congregation, appreciate Father Craig and Mama Nancy for me. Thank you so much. God bless you.